we're going to switch gears here to the story that a lot of people read and, and shook their head about uh, today in the in the Detroit media. At the border, apparently Canadian uh, customs can collect private phone information and and does it with impunity. Doesn't doesn't even apologize for it. Evan Kaminker, I'm hoping I'm pronouncing that correctly, from University of Michigan Law, on the line with us right now. Thank you for coming on with us, Evan. Sure, pleasure to be here. I, I hope I, I didn't butcher your last name. You can say it uh, more. Kaminker. Kaminker. Sorry about that. Um, so this struck many of us who have gone to Canada many times as a surprise. Can you explain what they do with your cell phones? Sure. It's not limited to Canada. There's a longstanding rule that anybody who is crossing the border into the United States is subject to a search, uh, not based on any reason to believe you've committed a crime or something like that, but just by definition because the United States gets to protect its own borders. And you could be searched. Your belongings can be searched. The car or truck or train or whatever it is you're in can be searched. Uh, Back in the day, there was only a limited amount of information somebody can learn from you, right? They would learn what may be in your briefcase or your backpack or your glove compartment or in your pockets. Right. Uh, but of course, today, many, many people, probably almost all of us, cross the border with a cell phone, maybe a laptop, maybe an iPad, uh, which of course, as we know, contains not just more private information, uh, but, you know, millions and millions and millions more private facts, perhaps, because maybe it contains oh, yeah. all of our stories, our emails. I, I want to be clear about a couple of things here. So this is the U.S. government doing this yeah. to people who are coming into America from Canada, correct? Correct. This is not the Canadian government? No, this is the okay. United States. This is the United States government. Now, they, border patrol. They, they can do this to U.S. citizens returning from Canada the same as they can do it to Canadian citizens coming in? Yes, Okay, anybody. So now what would prompt them to say, give us your phone. We're going we're gonna to take the information from your phone. What would you have to have done? We, I think we all get what you said. Yeah, they, they inspect a car. They don't want you bringing in drugs or sneaking somebody across the border or whatever. We all expect physical uh, examination. But what could you have done driving across the border that justifies them saying, we want your phone and we're going to take the information from your phone? Yeah, that's a great question. Realistically, even if... Currently, the Constitution is not interpreted to require this. Realistically, Border Patrol agents are not going to stop and do a huge search of anybody. They don't have the time. They don't have the energy, etc. So it would only be if something triggered them. Uh, in some cases, it might be advanced knowledge that there are certain kinds of people who are coming across the border, like they have a story that there will be you know, certain kinds of rental vans uh, that are being used to move drugs. But it could just be that somebody looks to their eyes a little suspicious, that when you ask them the normal questions, where are you from, where did you go, how long were you there, where did you stay, uh, somebody looks evasive or somebody hesitates, uh, or maybe they look at their friend and kind of look worried or something like that. So any of the normal kinds of things that you can think about, about a police officer wanting yeah. to say, yeah, I have some questions here. And so they then they take your phone and what do they do? Uh, they, they, they download stuff or they swipe so, it against the machine? So there's two different levels of searches. One is just called a cursory search. And that might be where they might literally just say, open your phone, open your laptop, and look and see what's on it. Um, they're allowed to kind of look at what is easily available on their own just at the border. 
Mm-hmm. There's a more intrusive search for which some federal courts are now starting to say they actually do have to constitutionally meet a standard of reasonable, identifiable suspicion, where the officers will actually take your phone or laptop and go to experts in the field office and do what's called a forensics search, which really means they wow. copy all of the data, wow. and then they, then they essentially have all the data on file. Wow. Um, the the, the new statement from is, the CBP spokesperson said the border searches help detect evidence relating to terrorism and other national security matters, human and bulk cash smuggling, contraband and child pornography. Searches can also reveal information about financial and commercial crimes, such as those relating to copyright, trademark and export control violations. Finally, searches at the border are often integral to the determination of an individual's intentions upon entry to the U.S. and provide additional information relevant to admissibility in the immigration laws. Financial, commercial crimes, copyright, trademark. So the guy saying, you know, hey, uh, you know, uh, you didn't really write that song. That Canadian didn't really write that song. Give me your phone. I mean, this just seems like they've covered everything Yes. Well, I mean, in theory, they can look for evidence of any kind of crime. I think the example you're giving, right, in, in, in that context, it sounds kind of fanciful, um, but it doesn't necessarily have to be that way, right? I mean, you could develop a suspicion that somebody actually is, uh, you know, bringing, bringing in, what am I thinking, you know, counterfeit Bitcoin or something. I don't yeah. know if that's a thing, uh, you know, that they're going to sell or or is actually. Do, are they subject to reasonable search rules? Like, do they have to do they have to prove that? OK, we found a, 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 a suitcase of bitcoins in the trunk. So that's why we searched the phone. Well, again, realistically, yes. And by their own policies, yes. Not by the interpretation of the Fourth Amendment by most courts. They would say you can at least do a cursory search merely because the person is crossing the border. Wow. Um, and, and to be clear, that's always been the rule. Um, as yeah. I said, there are some yeah. courts that are now saying, hey, wait a minute, we are and should be more worried about this because of the nature of digital information and how much more the government can learn about us. So they are saying, some of them, at least when the government wants to do a full copy and look later search, then they have to have reasonable suspicion. Yeah. Boy, um, or just le- you know, leave your phone at home. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if you're going over from here, Evan. Thank you for that. Uh, really eye-opening. Really appreciate that. My pleasure. Fascinating. Yeah, who knew that? Evan Kamiker, there, University of Michigan law professor. We'll take a break and come back with more on 760 WJR.